Tits up is both an expression used when things have gone terribly wrong and a phrase coined as a rallying cry to stand up straight, own the stage, and knock them dead. There are few things in this world that can make your life go tits up more quickly than a breast cancer diagnosis, especially for adolescent and young adult women. This podcast is meant to give us AYAs, a feeling of community, understanding, and power, helping us to walk into each day with a feeling of tits up. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Tits Up. I am Megan. And I am Sam. So Megan and I were recently chatting and we started talking about cancerversaries. Yeah, we thought that it might be a good um, a good topic to kind of touch on. It's something that I had never heard of before. I mean, why would I? But it's something I never heard of before um, prior to getting diagnosed. And then I started seeing this term cancerversary all over Instagram and Facebook and people talking about it at doctor's offices and stuff. Um, so yeah, I guess a good place to start would probably be what, what is a cancerversary? Um, what's your understanding of it, Sam? Yeah. So like you, I really didn't have any understanding or knowledge of what it was until I had cancer. Um, and I still completely don't know what it is. I think it's kind of unique and personal to the individual because everybody's cancer experience is so unique. Everybody goes through something different. So yeah, you can celebrate the day you're diagnosed, but like that would probably be what I would celebrate, I guess, or memorialize for lack of a better term, because obviously the cancer was in my body much before that. And there's no way to know what exact date that was, but that was the date that my biopsy results came back, like blah, 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 you know? So I guess it's really personal to the individual. And then you could do, you know, the day you got your, you know, mastectomy or if whatever lumpectomy, whatever other kind of surgery you got, or the day you officially were in remission or cancer free, no evidence of disease. So for me, that's easiest March 25th, 2022. (laughs) (laughs) My diagnosis date. That's all I got. I think I'll do something like a little cake, but like it just blew past me this year. And I wasn't even like, oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, I I like the word that you used, uh, memorialize for it, because to celebrate feels not quite right, Um, although it very well may, and I completely agree. I think, you know, from my understanding, or at least how I look at my own, quote unquote, cancerversaries, it's kind of a, not a celebration, but kind of like a time to reflect, um, just to stop from the everyday life and kind of refocus on, you know, what are the things that are going really well right now? What are the things that have gotten so much better over the years? Um, You know, one thing that I started doing and, you know, I've only got, I, I don't write a ton, like just for fun. I write a lot for my job. So, you know, it's kind of tough for me just to sit down and now want to write about things. But I have noticed myself um, 
on those major days, you know, like my date of diagnosis, my date of my double mastectomy, the date of my hysterectomy, I'll usually sit down and kind of write a little blurb to myself, almost as like, not journaling, because I'm not great at that um, in general, and I'm not good at keeping up with it. But I like to give myself kind of a checkpoint to go back to and look at maybe next year, you know, what were the things that I was struggling with then versus now, you know, and it kind of gives you a really good idea. Like when you're losing weight, you know, and you really couldn't tell if you don't have a scale because you see yourself every single day. Um, but if you had like a before and after picture, then all of a sudden you can really tell that something has, has really changed or it's been getting better or it's been getting worse. Um, so I've just kind of seen it as a time to like reflect on your strength, resilience. Um, and also, you know, people tend to anytime that there's something really big that happens in your life, you tend to have like a before and an after, you know, life before this diagnosis versus life after this diagnosis. Um, and I think memorializing some of that, um, can very often kind of put things into perspective for you or, you know, sometimes remind you of what a beast you are, um, you know, and what you've gone through. And if that's what you were struggling with then, then all of these littler things that you're struggling with now are easily manageable. Um, that's how I. Yeah, no, I get that, Megan. I um, Yeah, like I said, I think it's definitely personal to the individual and I always get on my little horse about how cancer gave me perspective but uh you know as my little cancerversary slipped by diagnosis date I reflected like you said and kind of looked at how my life has changed and the different perspective that I have now and overall I think I wouldn't be making the decisions that I'm making today or in the future or near future if I hadn't got cancer. So, you know, it is what it is. Don't know why, don't know how, can't do nothing about it. So <laughs> I guess I'm I'm choosing to to look into that kind of positively, but or like there's some not reason, but just kind of reasoning behind that. Yeah. So, so kind of like you mentioned earlier, there are uh, I've seen a lot of people on like blogs or Facebook or whatever saying like, well, what does constitute a cancerversary? And I think the short answer is whatever the fuck you want. Um, you know, I, we yeah. mentioned, um, I think like the end or no, like the diagnosis date, I think is what I kind of hold as mine. Um, but you know, I've had, um, the date of my double mastectomy come up and I felt some really, really heavy emotions on those days. Um, I think you can have one cancerversary. You could have a number of them. Um, again, you know, sometimes it's a celebration and sometimes it's just a moment to mark what it is that you're feeling. But, um, I wrote down some that I have seen and here are some, um, the end of treatment date. So maybe the date that like you ring the bell after chemo or something, um, being given the news that you are NED or NEAD cancer free, um, anniversary of a tumor removal or other cancer related surgery. So that would be the double mastectomies or single mastectomies or lumpectomies, um, a positive turning point in a treatment course. So maybe all of a sudden, like your tumor started shrinking the way that it was supposed to or something. 
Um, I also was thinking about this because I still kind of hang on to <laughs> this is ridiculous to say out loud, but I kind of hang on to like the first day I made it through a day at work without crying. Like when I went back to work, <laughs> I was such a little train wreck. And I still remember that it was like a Thursday and five o'clock hit. And I was like, oh, holy shit, I didn't cry today. <laughs> and like, so that could be another first, you know, a day without crying. Um, I remember how excited I was when I could do, when I noticed I had like full range of motion of my arms after my double mastectomy. Uh, the first day I made a meal for myself on my own. Some of these can just be like smaller. You're just happy about it that week. But there are different ones that kind of, tend to stand out to people as like, this is when I felt like I was back to myself or I, I felt like I was back in my own body again. Um, so those are the ones that I kind of just think of. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I don't feel like that, Megan. I don't, I don't feel like I'm back in my old self or old body, but I think I've said that before. Um, cause I just don't think there's any way possible to go back to the way you were or the way you thought before. I think I'm a very kind of level-headed person and even still my mind gets jumbled and jambled and scrambled and rambled. Yep. So for me personally, I have to like look at myself as like, okay, this is a new version of me that I'm still figuring out and adapting to just like any traumatic thing that goes through your life that may change you. So that's just my experience with it. If you feel normal and back to your old self, that is great. I'm not hacking it. That's just not me. I, I agree with you. I mean, there are, even in my, like on those days that I do write, you know, to give myself a checkpoint, it is incredible being like a, let's call it a year and a half out from treatments and surgeries and all of that. It is incredible how much more quote unquote, normal, heavy quotes, I feel, but there is, there is still not an hour. If we're all being honest, there isn't an hour of my day that goes by that. I don't think about cancer. Um, it could just be a fleeting thought. It could be the fact that I'm having a hot flash and then my mind goes to, well, why am I having a hot flash? I'm only 38 blah, 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 blah. And then I go back to, oh, it's because I had fucking cancer, you know? Now all of a sudden I'm a cancer patient again in my head. Um, I went to my plastic surgeon this past weekend, or this past weekend, this past week, and we're talking about doing fat grafting again because, like, my my boobs are kind of flat in some weird places. They needed a little oomph. So we're going to work on getting that um, at, like, the first of the year. But even just sitting in her waiting room, and that's, these are like the fun ones, quote unquote fun, you know, um, but like getting the fat grafting and having your breasts start to look sort of how they used to, or maybe even potentially better, you know, those are the ones that shouldn't be scary. And I found myself right back in that place where I used to be, where I felt like I was almost having a panic attack, you know, and I am not in my, um, post-surgery clothes with the drains coming out like I used to be. I was in heels and a skirt and I was coming right from work, you know, and I had my little badass face on and then I get there and all of a sudden I felt like I was five years old again and at the whim and the mercy of everybody. 
And I'm like, shit, this really doesn't change. Like you kind of candy coat it sometimes, but like that's, that's still really in there. Yeah, no. Um, sometimes I get nauseous on my way to just the area where my appointments yes. were. <laughs> so I totally understand that. Um, I think it's really important, not only on your cancerversary or whatever you're celebrating, but during treatment to find something that you really like or enjoy that keeps you sane. Um, when I was going through active treatment, I was definitely too sick to like go to the gym all the time. I worked out a little bit, but now since I've gone out, I've talked to you about this a few times, but I've had a new kind of obsession with hot yoga and kind of hot classes and stuff like that. And I really like that. So it's nice to do something that I couldn't do before while going through treatment. So I would encourage everybody to find something either that you can do or that you couldn't do while you were really sick or going through treatment and make that a priority in your life to do. Quick question, side note. So with the hot yoga, I think I asked you this before and I'm completely blanking on your answer. <laughs> so with the hot yoga, do you find like a huge release of emotion at the end of it? Sometimes. Okay. It, de it depends on kind of which yoga class I'm going to. Um, but I try to very much go in with the either this 60, 90 minutes, however long that I can't change anything before, you know, so <laughs> might as well get it all out. But I will say that it is very releasing in multiple ways, physically and mentally. Like I threw up after or in the middle of like my first class, just because like being in 110 degrees for that long, it's just conditioning your body. Even if you just lay there the whole class, it's, it's yeah. conditioning your body, let alone doing like movements and stuff like that. So we can talk about that I mean, another time. But I, I absolutely that is I did one hot yoga class in law school with my roommate. We were like, ah, you know, like we're not living very healthy lives. Let's try to be healthy. That lasted a solid 48 hours of us like eating healthy and going to yoga. And I made the mistake of being like, I'm going to do the hot yoga where I like sweat out all the toxins and everything else. So I went in there and I remember like I well, got out will. of there and I just like was crying for like the next two hours. And I'm like, okay, I can't ever go back and do this again. Now, you know, what is it like 15 years later or something? Now that actually sounds lovely to have like a big release like that. It can be so cathartic. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I definitely recommend it. There's uh, this class I go to if any of you are interested or you, Megan. It's called Yin Yoga, and it specifically focuses on like the muscle fibers like the, that connect your muscles Ooh. and different tension points in the body. So it's not meant to like kind of be it can be kind of intimidating when you're in yoga and you can't do all the poses that everybody does. This is meant to be like very healing. So like you stop at your first point of resistance and hold the poses for a little bit longer. They're easier poses. You use um, props such as blocks or blankets, stuff like that. So I really recommend yin yoga for anybody interested in starting yoga that's, you know, maybe still healing or something well, like that. I'm going to write that down and maybe I'll also just put that in the description. For everybody and i mean yeah. that kind of leads into like different ways that people celebrate so i don't know this is just kind of a plug um we're not getting anything from this but i know that you and i both um look at the cancer patient on instagram 
And I heard, I don't know yeah. if this is true, but I heard that they were the ones that first came up with the term cancerversary. They also call people that have, oh, they, probably. I mean, they very well may have, they're hilarious. And uh, they're also the ones I think that started calling people that haven't had cancer, cancer muggles. Um, and I, I use that almost on the daily now, like far too much, frankly, I use it. <laughs> um, but they started like throwing out the idea of getting a cake for your cancerversary, like, just like it's a birthday cake, you know, now I've seen people do, um, like little booby shaped cupcakes or whatever. Um, the first year for my cancerversary, I, I got myself a cake. Cause like, I don't know how to like, Hey, all of my friends, do we want to have a party and celebrate me just still being here? Like that just felt super weird for me personally. Like, I always think it's a good idea to throw yourself a party always. I mean, just because it's Tuesday and you made it through, you should throw yourself a party. But there was just something about that, especially at the time that just didn't feel right. And I also hadn't really talked to a lot of people about my whole cancer bullshit at that point. So I just got myself a cake that said not dead yet um, and ate that for the next few days. <laughs> and that was kind of, you know, that was just for me. That was kind of fun. I've seen other cakes that people do. They write like fuck cancer or just thriving. They might say like three years out or something and put three candles on it. Um, I saw one that said, um, instead of hot girl summer, it said alive girl summer. Um, oh, another yeah. <laughs> one that said good job, not dying. So I've just seen people be like really, um, irreverent with it and, you know, making it kind of funny. Um, I'm sure it will, uh, continue to be funny as more young women get diagnosed with cancer, unfortunately, because that's just how, how we have, I, I think how a lot of women our age deal with, with the situation with a little bit of humor yeah. or a lot of it. Yeah. I definitely notice, and I mean, this is a huge generalization, but I definitely notice that with like older generations, they do like stiff upper lip, just power through um you know that like keep calm and carry on type of thing and at least with my generation because i think i'm one above you um but i am a millennial um we tended to start adding really dark kind of sarcastic humor to things just to like open and blatantly tell people like i am struggling and these are all the ways but ha 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 <laughs> you know and i do think that that's sometimes helpful i tend to use that dark humor i think a little bit too much to cover up what's really going on. Um, but this is at least, I think like a safe way. If you do feel like celebrating the whole thing and saying like, yay, I am at this point a survivor. I don't have any at this point, or, you know, this was in remembrance of a day that was really difficult for me and it's not difficult anymore. Um, I think that that's at least one fun way of doing that. Um, Another way that I was thinking about was, you know, like the journal type of thing. Even if you're not a journaler like me, I do think it's nice to have those, you know, those certain times each year that you can look back on and kind of gauge your healing, gauge your growth, um, engage how you have changed over this time. Cause it's inevitable that you're going to change in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. 
if you could go on a vacation, I recommend that. Yes. Honestly, I made vacations a priority and I know everybody's like, oh, it's expensive, but you don't always have to do the Grand Canyon or the Great Wolf Lodge (laughs) or, you know, whatever whatever the hell else that's kind of ridiculous or Disney World in price. Like my husband and I are big on cruising and it's very relaxing just to have you know, somebody cook, clean, not have to worry about Mm -hmm. dinner, you know, doing anything really. So just take that into consideration. And, and I would say, uh, you know, another way other than a cake is celebrate, you know, a big milestone. We went on a lot of vacations after I finished chemo or during chemo, even for our anniversary, just because to maintain some type of, uh, continuation of normalcy in the yearly things that we had going on like our anniversary or birthdays or holidays yeah i completely agree with that we did um for it wasn't necessarily for a cancer anniversary and i'm forgetting right now exactly what it was that we were celebrating but it was something cancer related and we live in denver as you know i've mentioned a number of times so the mountains are right there so we just do like an airbnb for a long weekend, I might take Friday off of work or something. And we just go up in the mountains. And there is something about being in nature. And for me, in particular, thinking about being in the mountains that really puts so much of your life into perspective. You know, I mean, when you are this tiny speck in this mountain range that goes on and on and on and on, no matter how big your problems are, they don't feel as big by the end of the weekend um after you've had time to you know wean yourself off of your computer and your phone and you know connect with nature connect with your dogs your spouse whoever you're there with your friends um there's something about that that is healing and just at least puts my life in perspective um so that would be my recommendation absolutely you know, Sam and her perspective, perspective is always best for everybody. Um, because even kind of when you're in your worst of times, I kind of felt, mm, I I want to say little rewards came up. Um, you know, my husband and I went on a cruise and I wasn't feeling myself. Well, I was just feeling a little sick, let's just say, but like one of my bucket list items was like seeing the Northern Lights and we got to do that, which was really incredible. So there's little, um, you know, kind of hidden gems, let's say hidden kind of beneath the gravel and hard, hard rocks. So if you just kind of look out for them and kind of lean into them, that helps a little. Yeah. Bit and I like that idea too, you know, instead of having like a cancerversary, like one day in particular, having those smaller things that you're celebrating on the reg, you know, on the regular, um, I think another thing that I've seen some people do on Facebook is, um, if it is a cancerversary or a birthday or something like that in order to quote unquote celebrate or memorialize it they will ask people to donate to a specific charity um, or nonprofit, cancer related so there's this one out here one that i asked people to donate to recently it's called um polite tumor and i don't know where they got that name from <laughs> but they uh they'll just give uh five thousand dollar grants to people that are going through breast cancer to use for whatever in the hell they feel like, whether it's cold capping or a vacation or, you know, fill in the blank, whatever you need to quote unquote heal. 
And that was just so incredibly helpful for me. So that's the one that I always tend to throw out there. And I, hell yeah. Who doesn't love right? Um, I was also, I'm, I know you're big into tattoos. I like tattoos. So I was thinking about, you know, maybe adding to some tattoos or getting new ones each, you know, maybe not each cancerversary because fingers. Damn. I was going to say that's a lot. I just keep living. (laughs) Right. You could get, you know what you could do that just popped into my head. This is on the spot. We didn't talk about Don't this. tell me. I want it. Um, you could get like a tree and then like add a branch each year. I or love like that. Well done, Sam. The- <laughs> you better just put Sam in the trunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> M part S in the trunk. Of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but um, I think that would be a really unique idea. I like that a lot. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, now that you say that, you know, my brain was like, oh, I'll just get a tattoo each one because my brain doesn't really go past like four or five years at this point. You know, and it sounds like a good idea now. now. (laughs) I mean, fingers crossed, if I just keep on living. That would be probably far too many tattoos, but my brain just didn't even go there because I always have like that four or five year mark in my head. And then I kind of say to myself, and if I'm still alive, we will recalibrate or recheck in with ourselves at that point. And I've never thought like that prior to obviously cancer. Um, It was always, you know, planning for retirement or things that are like really, really far out. And of course, I'm still trying to be financially responsible and do all of those things. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to do that when your brain's working in like the four or five year range. Um, but I love that idea. I'm going to start looking at examples of that. Just adding to it a little I'm bit glad each you year. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to kind of go off what you said there, Megan, about you know, kind of your planning has changed mine too. And I have the last six months I've maintained, you know what I'm going to plan out? I'm going to plan out a 25 year plan. If I make it to it, great. I hope that I'm shitting a brick at that 25 year mark. And I'm like, what do I do next? That could be the best case yep. scenario. But I think that's where I'm going to go with it. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Keep me in the loop. And I'm going to try to absolutely <laughs> I'm gonna try to derive some, uh, some sort of, uh, I guess I'll take notes on how you do with that. <laughs> some inspiration, I guess. Cause yeah, I, uh, I've, I've only gotten to about the five year mark at this point and, you know, hopefully as time goes on, that's, that's kind of like where my, um, depression and anxiety and scanxiety and everything else comes into play is, you know, I, I'm so worried now that it's going to come back and, and I know that it has happened to so many people before me and they are perfectly fine. And it's happened to so many people before me and after me, and it's not fine at all. And it's so scary. And I don't try to think like that, you know, like I try so hard (laughs) to almost to the point of toxic positivity myself. Um, I try really hard to keep my spirits up, I guess. And I can do that usually throughout the day and when I'm talking to people, but it's 
at night when I'm trying to wind down that my brain says like, okay, we've compartmentalized enough for one day. Now we're going to be real with ourselves for a little bit. And that's, that's the really right. tough time um, of day for me. So hopefully maybe that is something that I write down now and maybe in a year it will be better. And that can be a check-in point for myself saying something like, you know, a year ago, I wasn't able to think past four or five years and now I'm making a 10 year plan or something. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, too, for me, it's, I absolutely resonate with you. And the fact that I think something's going to go wrong or something comes back. I just had a migraine, like at two separate points today. And I was like, ah, brain mets, immediately right? Brain um, cancer. But immediately. That's what my, my mind would do. <laughs> right. And so I'm not naive to that, but I am like conscious of what I am doing like I knew there was some the first time I had cancer I knew there was something wrong with my body so like if I feel there's something wrong with my body I will go get it checked out I will be proactive about that but the difference is is like I don't want to not live the next 25 years I want to be here the next 25 years so that's what I at least know so what I would say Megan is like how long do you at least know that like you want to be on this earth because you know, as long as you, even if you get another cancer in five years from now, that doesn't mean you can't make that 10 year yeah. mark. That doesn't mean you can't make that 10 year mark. And so for me, it just helps having something to look forward to. And I'm not saying that five years isn't forward, but I'm just saying that's not a lot of forward. I just had um, some family come out from Indiana recently to come and visit me. And we were just talking about, you know, um, like my grandma who passed away and a few other people. And I realized like, I come from a long line of very long lived women. Like we tend to live well into like our nineties. I think my great grandma was a hair over a hundred, you know, like she was like 101 or something like that. I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. like, we all tend to live. Buckle right. up, Megan, buckle up. Now you sound silly. I, now you sound silly. I know silly. I do. I know I do. But then also like my Aunt Claire died of pancreatic cancer when I was in middle school, you know? So I'm like, well, uh, I just, it, it's that, it's that flip-flop that my brain does, you know? I mean, throughout the day, I'm very positive about where my life is going and that this is a thing that is behind me. And then in that like witching hour before you fall asleep, that's where everything kind of like comes to the surface. And I'm like, oh, well, there is an actual block in my, in my mind right now about thinking past five. It, it really tends to be like a five-year right. plan is like what I've got. And then I'm thinking like at five years, then I reevaluate for the next five years. But, I, you know, not, not real sure how healthy that is. Um, or maybe it's completely <laughs> right. normal and I completely mean, healthy. I don't, I don't know. Like we're, we're all just making it up I'm, as we go. Oh, shit. Right. I'm sure to an aspect, everything is healthy until it becomes <laughs> a point to it's unhealthy. And I think by you saying that, that's already like a really good thing. You're like, okay, like I, I know this, I see this blah, blah, blah. Right. So you're already acknowledging it. So I, I think that's a good thing. And I don't think that five years is the worst thing. I just think it's kind of setting you up for that reoccurring anxiety, yes. you know, and trauma to build up because it's like, okay, 
if two years goes by, you may start to feel okay for three, right? On that third year, maybe a year and a half, but then you're on that brink of that five year. You got to rethink a whole new plan. You have to rethink. I, a whole I know. New I always plan. joke with my clients that like it's the Irish in me where I just like hope for the best, but plan for the worst. And again, not a great way of going about things, but it's how I've always done it, you know? And I mean, it, it comes in handy with my job, um, you know, doing divorces and child custody. Let's plan for the worst case scenario here, but let's hope for the best. Let's do everything that we can for the best. And I really do, I think with my therapist and with everything else that I'm doing, I, I do need to kind of work on that, but it is just something that I feel like I am too close to it. Like I haven't been far enough removed from it that it's something that happened rather than something that's happening. It still feels like it's happening. I'm still in that mind frame of cancer patient rather than cancer survivor. Um, and you know, right. I've learned, and it could take until that five yeah, year mark. Very well you know, that could be normal. And then you're like, oh, that was no big right. deal. Yeah, you know. On to the next. And I mean, I think try, trying to like tie this back to, you know, cancerversaries, I think that there are a lot of people that, you know, they want, they want that acknowledgement of life before versus life after. And a lot of times, and you mentioned something like this a little bit earlier, but a lot of times people are able to find such positivity and so many good things that have happened from it you know i'm not one that believes that everything happens for a reason personally i think shit happens and you find a way through it and then you try to make the best out of it um but also i don't think that it's wrong to think that everything happens for a reason I, i'm just not at that point um but i do think that it is really worthwhile to like you were saying you know you're making these plans for your life um that maybe you wouldn't have if you hadn't gotten cancer or maybe you wouldn't be making these plans right now they would have you would have had them linger for another five or ten years but you're making it happen um because cancer happened so that's all pretty long-winded just saying you know use i think that however you look at cancerversaries is probably good <laughs> you know if you say i don't think it's a good thing for me to focus on this then don't and that's good for you if you say this is something that was really, really big and I want to memorialize this and celebrate this with all of my friends and family, I think that is fantastic. Um, you know, just in life in general, well, <laughs> let me take a step back. So I used to joke, I didn't get married until, you know, early thirties, I was like 33 or something like that. Um, and everybody always has like baby showers and bridal showers and, all of that, all things that I had never had. And I used to always joke that like, where is the shower that you get for just getting by, you know, <laughs> like for just making it on your own this entire time. And I think it was Chelsea Handler that said one time in one of her standups that like, she wanted to do like the same sort of thing and have a registry at like the local liquor store. And, <laughs> and I was thinking about that the other day, how we don't really celebrate ourselves often enough, just in general, like whether or not you've had cancer. I don't think that we celebrate ourselves and the hard work that we put into whatever it is that we're doing and, um, you know, friends and family and all of that. We really just tend to celebrate birthdays 
and holidays. And I think anytime that you say to yourself, you know what? I killed it today. I might get myself an ice cream on the way home. Or I did so well in that, I don't know, fill in the blank mediation for me or, you know, at that trial or whatever. Um, I want to celebrate with, and for me, it's usually food in some way, shape or form, which probably is all that healthy either. I always want to treat myself to like a macaroon or something. Um, right. I didn't really discover, I didn't really discover macaroons until recently. And I was like, oh, cause they always look so dry. And now they're one of my favorite things. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I think I've been talking a lot, so I'll stop, but I know that cancerversaries can trigger some really negative emotions for people. And I just think it's very worthwhile to acknowledge that about yourself, that if it is going to be a negative thing, don't worry about it. You know, this isn't a birthday. This is something that you get to choose and you get to pick. So do whatever it is that makes you happy. If it's one date, if it's no dates, if it's multiple dates, um, do something that just makes you smile. It makes you realize that, you know, you're proud of yourself and you went through something really, really difficult, or you are still going through something really, really difficult. And, um, you deserve to be celebrated. Right. And, um, also make sure that if you're not quite yet at the cancerversary stage, that if you are having a good day and you feel good and what me and my husband used to do is um, right after I would get chemo, we would go eat because I didn't feel bad yet. So we would go get, you know, some kind of food or whatever and have a cute little date in the middle of the day at 10 a.m. On, on a Tuesday, you know, when nobody was out. I so. love that. Or... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> make sure you know you just kind of go to the park with your kids maybe if you have kids if also you know normally <laughs> if you're eating a cake all by yourself in the dark watching your favorite movie that's usually a sign of some level of depression in some way shape or form but this is a workaround you're like no i want to watch my favorite movie or listen to my favorite music and just sit here and eat a cake or fill in the blank. All of a sudden, it's not depression. Now it's a cancerversary or it's self-care. <laughs> there are a few things in this world like that. So use it however you want to use it. Right. And we can virtually celebrate. So I would just say for all of our listeners, if there has been some way that you have celebrated or memorialized any sort of date, throughout your cancer hate journey, but like, you know, your cancer experience. Um, if you've done something super fun or special, reach out to us on um, Facebook or Instagram and share what you did with the rest of the group, with us, with everybody else that's following. Um, and just give people some good ideas um, or, you know, cause it, it's tough to figure out how do I celebrate myself and how do I um, commemorate this? So, um, I would say share with the group and if, uh, you don't celebrate or if you're having difficulty celebrating, I can guarantee you that you are not alone in that. So share that with the group too. We are not medical professionals and we are not giving medical advice. Everyone's experience with cancer is very different. And just because we did something one way does not mean that it is necessarily the way that you should do it. If you have any questions about your health and well-being, please contact your doctor.